Welcome to Life Without Secrets. Do you often find yourself comparing your life to your friends on social media? You see the glamour, the success, the perfect family, the perfect kids, the awesome vacations. But what's really behind the highlight reel? In Life Without Secrets, we are going to dive deep and reveal the secrets, struggles, and strategies people have used in real life to get to who they are now and who they are becoming. Because the truth is, nobody is perfect. And you are never alone in what you're going through. So don't forget to subscribe to the show because it's time to connect on a deeper level and grow together. Happy Monday. As human beings, we are inherently social creatures. We thrive on connection and belonging. When we meet new people, we engage in a process of shared experiences, empathy, and understanding. These interactions trigger a release of neurotransmitters like oxytocin and dopamine, which foster feelings of trust and happiness. These encounters not only enrich our lives, but also contribute to our personal development. The week before last, we traveled from the beach to New York City and then to the mountains. But there's two people that stood out to us in particular on our journey that we just thought we needed a whole episode on Life Without Secrets about. Their names were Bonnie and Lloyd, and we met them when we were getting on our long flight that we had from New York City to back home to our to near Sacramento, California. And Bonnie and Lloyd were this older couple who were getting on the plane and you just see them sitting in their seats with these big smiles on their face. And we happened to be sitting behind them. <laughs> and what did he ask when we went to go sit down? Yeah, I think he asked me if I played ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was his, his conversation starter. <laughs> right. Right. And he was so cute and he just starts talking to us with this, they, him and his wife. And I think the first question they asked us was, Oh, are you guys married? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think he, uh, just to kind of preface this for the listeners, he probably what, like 80 years old, 75, 80 years old minimum. I oh mean, yeah. Just so that way people understand like, Hey, this is a super older guy. You could totally with tell. Wife. Yeah. Just like grin ear to ear with his wife. Who's probably also what 80 mm-hmm. plus years old, mm-hmm. super nice. Um, so just to really kind of paint the picture of the story, you know, probably uh, the biggest smile on the plane too, you know? So it's funny that we're sitting literally right behind him. And then, you know, even more importantly, like as we're sitting down, he makes like the overt action to just turn in his seat and the poor old guy, you know, it's like when you're trying to talk to someone behind you, Mm -hmm. you can totally tell. So he stands up and just starts having a conversation with us before they start the pre-boarding process or the seatbelts and do this and do that, you know? He was so cute and he starts asking us, having conversations. And it turns out that he and his wife were in New York um, and around there because they were celebrating their 65th wedding anniversary. Which Mike and I were like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And um, another part of this story that I want um, people to know before we get into the things that he gave us um, was the character that he had for everybody on the plane. Mm -hmm. So this girl then walks on the plane while stumbles a little bit. (laughs) And she just happens to be sitting next to this older couple and you can tell she's had a lot to drink (laughs) and she seems like she's very young. Um, 
and they, the way that they help this girl during the entire flight, which was what, like five hours. Yeah. Um, it was a red eye flight because our flight ended up being super delayed. So it's in the middle of the night and this older couple is just like caretaking on this young girl that seems a little bit lost in life and Mm -hmm. has had too much to drink. It's pretty obvious. And they just, I mean, they're like giving her their pillow, helping her charge her phone, (laughs) kind of being like a mom and dad to her Mm -hmm. with no judgment, like on their faces, just like so loving and just showed up for her. So I got to, I got to, give you guys some context on this. So literally this this girl, she's probably what 23, 24 years old I don't even maximum. Know if she's that old, yeah. Okay. Maybe 21. I well, was unbeknownst to you, she's showing pictures of I think she's got two kids, so I yeah. think she's probably at least she's got to be somewhere around 22, 23. Well, who knows cuz I had a baby when I was 18. Yeah. True. <laughs> However, right? Um I thought it was hilarious because you know, he's an older guy and after like maybe 10 minutes of interacting, you could totally tell like that she was pretty inebriated, a little mm-hmm. drunk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he literally sits there and he's talking to Bonnie and he goes, well, dear, this is going to be an interesting flight. <laughs> <laughs> totally like right? wisdom-based conversation. You could totally tell he's like, oh, I know this is going to be a long flight, but babe, prepare. This is going to this is going to be an interesting flight because yeah. of who they were sitting next to, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. But in the whole time, they just like loved on her and I just thought it was so sweet. And I was in my mind that like when the girl was walking up, I'll be honest and say like, I was even like, oh man, this girl is wasted. Like, where's the puke bag? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm already like a little bit judging him if I'm being a hundred percent this life without secrets. <laughs> um, and I, then I see these, you know, older couple and the way that they like handled her. And I was like, wow, like these people are just like stand up all around, like great people. Mm-hmm. So then before we take off, they start asking us like, oh, are you married? And we're like, yeah, we've been married for how long? Um, Nine years. Yep. And (laughs) (laughs) and, um, he goes, oh, and he like reaches down in his bag. While I asked him that, that was when he told me it was his 65th wedding anniversary. Mm -hmm. And anytime that someone says that to me, like they've been married for 20, 30, 40 years, right away, my quick question is, you know, what's the secret? And almost as if he planned on someone asking him that question, the craziest part to me, this is what I loved about it, mm-hmm. is he was like, as a matter of fact, that's when he reached for his bag. Like, I don't even have one like quick answer for you. I got a list and he literally pulls this out. And on this note, this literally, it's a handwritten note on the envelope. It says, my top 10 list for marriage. Isn't that the cutest thing ever? So he hands us Incredible. this envelope. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is so cool. So I open it and it says, my top 10 list for marriage by Lloyd Reynolds. <laughs> Number 10. So I want to educate you on Mr. Lloyd's top 10 list for marriages for all of you listening. And this is coming from someone who has a lot of life experience and a successful 65 year marriage so far. And just to give you guys some more context here inside of this envelope, that's all folded up in this list of 10 is a little book from Billy Graham about faith. 
and the steps to peace with God. So yeah. I thought that was like the coolest thing ever, totally being, you know, big in faith and just, you know, you could totally tell this is his mission and how he goes out and just serves and loves on people. So, so I cute. thought it was incredible. Yeah. Okay. So number 10. Never yell at each other unless the house is on fire. (laughs) (laughs) These are great, you guys. Good rule. Okay. Number nine, celebrate the hundreds of things you like about each other rather than focusing on the two or three things that really bug you. Mm. Mm -hmm. Number eight, don't compare your spouse or your marriage with others. Isn't that what I like to say? Mm-hmm. Each marriage and each spouse is unique, especially don't compare. This is not on here, but especially don't <laughs> compare your marriage to the ones we see on social media because mm-hmm. nothing's perfect. Number seven, don't leave. The way out is the way through. You know, I, I want to just talk on that one because I think we come from a social media world where like we've talked about in previous episodes, it's just so much easier just to give up and quit. Mm -hmm. And that one really spoke to me. You know, when you talk like that, it's, you know, one of the things that we love is one of the pictures with older couple that, you know, someone asks them, Hey, what is the secret? You know? And they say, well, you know, the older couple says we came from a time when if something was broken, you fix it. You Mm -hmm. know, I just, it just speaks to my heart. So I love that. I know me too. (laughs) Number six, take time to be sweethearts, continue to date each other, and spend occasional weekends away together. Ooh. (laughs) Check. (laughs) Uh, Number five, develop genuine mutual respect for each other and demonstrate it publicly and privately. Huge. Mm -hmm. Number four, forgive each other when needed and be willing to say, I'm sorry. Mm. That can be a little hard for me, huh? <laughs> we were joking on the way today. And yep, in the car. What did I say to you? I you were talking about how I'd never say that I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and she and she bought me a shirt way back when that said Mr. Wright. And I realized that she gave me that because she's Mrs. Wright <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No. <laughs> I will say I'm sorry though. <laughs> Very occasionally. But yes, dear. <laughs> well, it's it's you know i mean i'm not i'm not wrong a lot your world i'm just living Uh, yeah right okay (laughs) number three yes dear that's that's the answer to a successful (laughs) yes dear you're right (laughs) number three love each other sacrificially and use the words i love you oh often i love you i love you (laughs) number two Enjoy communicating with each other and with God. Mm. Speak to God together in prayer. Allow him to speak to you both by reading his word. Mm. That just brought me to tears. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. So I, I never read through these, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I know. didn't get this to is, the bottom this, of them. Yeah, this was his first time reading all the way down here. <laughs> I wanted to save it for our listeners. <laughs> right? I know. Like, we were so excited. We we're like, oh, my gosh, we have the secrets in our hand. We have to do, <laughs> do this on Life Without Secrets. Incredible. Um, can I, can I, I wish, speak to that real quick? I um, wish he could be here and do this. Oh, us. I know. <laughs> Put a headset on. Come right. on over, Lloyd. <laughs> we got a podcast episode waiting for you. Yeah. Um, I, I want to speak to uh, just that last one, right? And really, you know, couples that pray together, stay together. And I really, 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 really encourage you, depending on what step you're at in your marriage, where you're at, 
you know, some things that have been huge for us and, you know, we need to do it more even, you know what I mean? It's like, sometimes we'll slip away from it. And it's so cool to just be able to lay down in bed and ask mm-hmm. you, you know, Hey, you know, for me, I've gotten good at, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, what, yeah. how can I pray for you? Yeah. Cause then it tells me where your heart's at. What do you need prayer for? What do you got anxiety about for the next couple of days? What are you dealing with? Mm-hmm. So that way I can literally incorporate it in our prayer with, you know, our kids or our family or, you know, our marriage or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever we're dealing with at that time. So, um, I just feel it from the heart to share that because yeah. it's just powerful. And like that literally, you know, when the Holy spirit speaks to me, I love to be able to share with, you know, the team and everybody out there, just what I feel is on my heart because that's so, so powerful. And I love that that's number two. I can't wait to listen to number one. <laughs> number one, make lifetime commitments to each other and to your savior, God. Wow. And then he leaves his email address. Email my precious wife, Bonnie, and me. <laughs> that is so cute. Oh. Okay. Well, so, so what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to email him. Yes. The I'm podcast. Link when it comes out. Yes. Yeah, we are definitely going to have to do that. And then, so we go through this fight. It's like five hours, you know, and the whole time we're watching him, like, be so sweet to this girl, like we said. And then towards the end of the flight, well, you know how it came up? Well, I want, I don't want to miss one other person. We made a best friend on the flight through this. Oh, we did. Right? Yeah. Did we not? <laughs> yeah, it was she was great. so incredible. We were literally talking like the whole flight. And you know how when you're kind of like cracking up, you're seeing something happen. You're like. She was the one sitting next to us. <laughs> she, yeah. We, there was a row of three. So it was like literally someone else was sitting next to us. And she literally became one of our best friends on the flight. She was cracking up like at first. It was kind of like we were trying to act like we didn't see it or she's like, and then all of a sudden we're like cracking up about the whole thing. About the girl that was sitting in front of yeah, us that yeah. they were caring for. Right. And we're like, is this really happening? We're like, <laughs> we felt so bad for this, this couple because we're literally sitting there and I'm like, man, maybe I should just move or I should switch seats with she her. She was like laying on them. She was laying <laughs> on the 80 year old grandma in the front of us and i'm like poor bonnie i'm like oh man she literally i look up there and she's just literally got her head over on her shoulder and it was pretty uh it it was it the reality is it did show how much like they just loved on people yeah everybody yeah um so then do you remember how they gave us this one well yeah so basically lloyd had talked about you know so the flight went through and everything and we got to talking with him and uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think this will give you all, all the listeners mm-hmm. some context about who they really are and what they've went through in their life to develop such a strong relationship with the Lord. Because, you know, sometimes I think people think that in each other, yeah, in, in each other, obviously, but I think people think that, oh, you know, they're just great because nothing's ever happened bad to the, them in mm-hmm. their life or this mm-hmm. or that. And, you know, he basically shared with us, he said, you know, there's one of two people that I'll usually run into in the airport or that I'll talk to when I'm walking and or when I contact people. There's either people that are happy and good and mm-hmm. going well or they're in a bad position, right? And they're in a, a negative outlook on life. And literally, he pulls out another envelope. So it says on the envelope, why do bad things happen to good people? And he's literally handwritten on this envelope. That's what it says. Why do bad things happen to good people? And we wanted to just start by just the context and read the first, what, two paragraphs of of his own testimony. Yeah. And so we open this one up and we start reading it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So it says, 
25 years ago, my precious wife, Bonnie, and I lost our oldest son, Stephen, 37. He drowned while saving his precious six-year-old daughter, Cassia, from drowning. 20 years ago, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. 13 years ago, I had a kidney removed due to suspected cancer. I was diagnosed with B-cell non-Hodgkin's lymphoma seven years ago. I had dedicated my life to Jesus when I was 24. It was a lifetime decision and was not contingent upon my life being free of tragedy. He trusted me with these tragedies, confident I wouldn't bail out on him. These things hurt me deeply. However, God is sovereign and thus he is not obligated to tell me why these traumatic experiences happen. Nevertheless, I am more in love with Jesus, with my wife, and with life today than ever before. And on the bottom, and then he, there's some more stuff. And then it says three things I learned from Stephen's death and my cancer prognosis. Number one, God is good. I had to go from a good God down to losing Stephen and having cancer. If I went from those things to a good God, I wouldn't have gotten there. God is good. Number two, I had two choices. I could either be bitter at God or better for him. I chose to be better for him. Since then, I have served Jesus short-term in Romania, India, Brazil, Jordan, Israel, and Egypt. Number three, I didn't choose my traumatic moments, but I had to seize them for God. These tragedies brought me to lives I would have never had the pleasure of meeting or the privilege of sharing Jesus in any other way. I met them in hospitals, doctor's offices, funeral homes, cemeteries, flower shops, etc., God sometimes allows difficulty to correct those who belong to him. Psalms 119.67 Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept your word. And so, and then there's some more, and it says, Summary statement, God allows bad things in a Christian's life to make him holy. He allows bad things in an unsaved person's life to show him his sin and his need to become a Christian and receive God's forgiveness. So I just thought that that was just super powerful. And no matter where you're at, whether you're, you know, a believer or not a believer, I just think that his character and the way that he serves others um, from such a whole heart mm-hmm. is just something to take home and like just be a reminder of how we show up in the world, of how we show up for others. And you never know like what's going on in the person's life sitting next to you. Mm-hmm. By being able to share what he's struggled with, which is like the whole purpose of our podcast, right? It's like, you know, we sh- we share our struggles and we we share what we've learned from them because it's a way to give hope to other people that are going through something similar and, you know, to show you that there is, you know, there's hope, there's love, there's belonging, you know, on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's really powerful just to just see, you know, I think the one thing that we have is our testimonies and, you know, that he walks so proudly with his testimony. And, you know, when you look at someone this is one thing that I pray for too, is that someone looks at me and they dig deep and they understand, wow, the real difference between that guy and someone else or that couple. And I pray that for our marriage as well, is that they can see that, like you said, whether they're believers or not, you know, it's not about religion. It's about like 
being a better person, yeah. being a better servant, you know, on this earth and just seeing how, you know, obviously Bonnie and, uh, and Lloyd reacted and how they dealt with people. And you could just totally tell because most people would have just been sick of it. Like even the, uh, the girl on the plane next to us, she's like, my husband would have never allowed this. To yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, I just do think that it's so powerful to be able to walk around with your testimony. And it's like you said, this podcast is about getting vulnerable, right? And diving mm-hmm. deep and, mm-hmm. you know, hey, listen, I wish that my life was perfect. But to be frank with you, I joke about it. I say, you know, my last name is Riddell. And I joke about like literally my last name and people are like, wait, with the football helmet, it's spelled the same way. Yeah. But to be honest with you, everything was handed to me. I wouldn't have any morals, values and ethics. And I really believe that. I think that, you know, if I didn't grow from where I'm at today, you know, I think that the reality is, is, you know, too many people expect stuff handed to you. And if we can get to a point in our life where, you know, you could totally tell these, you know, that body and what they've went through in their life has helped them get to where they need to go. Mm-hmm. And their life is really built around, yeah. you know, about Jesus, and, you know. And just going back to what we were talking about, tying this all into the beginning now is like meeting people and going out there and traveling and putting yourself in different places and different opportunities, the beauty to me lies in the connections that you create and how that really enriches our lives and contributes to our personal development. Like it's not just about like what you're doing. It's about the way that you're connecting with other people to to then grow yourself from. So that's what we wanted to talk (laughs) about today. We just had to share this just meeting Lloyd and Bonnie. And if you're listening, we thank you and we appreciate you. And we are showing up in the world differently because of you. Thank you. (laughs) Sending you all a giant hug until next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Life Without Secrets. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for tuning in. And we'll catch you in the next episode.